I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. I'm here to pick a fight. Welcome to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. I'm here with my co-host, Tyler Scales. Tyler, how are you doing this morning? Doing good, thank you. Uh, excellent, excellent. All right, so we're going to try and get together weekly and do a Bruins podcast, maybe NHL, and we're going to start off today with the Bruins offseason. Tyler, what do you think about Connor Clifton? Three years, one million. Pretty good. He's probably a rising star in the Bruins. Probably one of the best defensemen on the team currently, even though he's on the third line at the moment. I think he played really well with guys like Carlo and Krug in the future. Maybe even McAvoy or possibly Chara if he stays in the league. I think he'd do pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I agree. I liked what we saw from him last year. 19 games during the season, only one assist, which, okay, plus five though. 17-42 on the ice, so that's pretty good. And last year was his first year, too. Yeah. He's going to be going to his second year for the 2019-2020 uh, season. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, Connor Clifton... I thought his playoffs were really well too. Um, uh, yeah, he was two, three, f- two and two goals, three assists, five points, plus five. You know, he really took advantage of his playing time. Yeah, I think Bruce Cassidy was definitely impressed with his play. Yeah, which is why they kept him. Yeah, he was he was perfect. He had all the injuries to defense over the last several playoffs. So, um, all right, next up was Danton Heinen. Danton Heinen. Yeah, two years, two point eight million, signed through twenty twenty one. Yeah, and I believe he was drafted pretty late in the NHL draft. He really improved on his play. Yeah, he and was a he's... fourth round pick, hundred sixteenth wow. overall. Yeah, kind of like Tom Brady, he was drafted pretty late. <laughs> yeah, that's a. I, I compared Bergeron to Brady before I compared uh, Heinton, but uh, okay. <laughs> hey, he's he's young. He's like I believe he's like. I believe he's pretty young at the moment, like 24 years old. 24, yep. Yeah. I think he'd be pretty good for the Bruins. I know a friend of mine who does not like Heinen at all, but that's his uh, opinion. Yeah, who, Jimmy? Shout out to Jimmy Shea and Dan Murray. They're doing the show, D-Zone Podcast. So Heinen, I think he's pretty good. Um, He plays really well. Um, He's definitely a good playmaker. He He had a lot of assists during the playoffs and in the season as well. I yeah. think him and I, I really liked his defensive game during the playoffs. Um, he's very defensively responsible. He made a couple real good poke checks at key times, saving what would have been open net goals. Um, he made a, a couple of them anyway. And I, I mean, were his numbers there last year? No, only thirty-four points, eleven goals. You know, not too bad. He just under fourteen minutes on the ice, averaging just about fourteen and a half for his career over two years. Yeah. Um, definitely took a step back offensively, but I think often, uh, defensively, uh, I think he learned a lot when he was working up there with Bergeron and Marshawn, and it's too bad that he couldn't stick because I think people would look at him a little higher if he was up on, able to stay yeah. up on that line. And he's definitely a valuable asset to the Bruins. They definitely, they definitely should keep him for the next three years at least because I think he'll definitely step up his game. And he'll definitely improve on his stats. And the more he improves, the more better he gets. He could be a potential star player on the Bruins. The more better. we got to break you of that habit. But, yeah, Heinen's definitely a valuable player to the Bruins. He's yeah. one of the key assets to the team. Yeah, I mean, his if playoff we... stats, I mean, 24 games, 8 points, 2 goals, plus 7, plus seven in the playoffs. Yeah. So, 
I mean. Yeah. Also, he had 11 goals and 23 assists for a first season. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. You, you know. Pretty good. Well, I no, that say. was his, uh, what was that? Yeah. What did you say? He had 11, 11 goals and 27 assists. Uh, oh, 23 assists. Yeah, that was, uh, that was this past season. His rookie year, his uh, numbers were a little bit better. He was 16 goals for 47 mm, points nice. and a plus 10, so. Um, didn't really do that much in the playoffs, only with one goal that year. But as a rookie, I think that was a solid outing. Um, yeah, I think he'll definitely get better. Just needs more coaching. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So next I want to move on to Brett Ritchie. This is the signing I'm a little up in the air on. Um, I get he's a big bo- he's a big boy at 6'4", 220. Um, in 241 games played in his career, 33 goals, 54 points plus one so uh i mean maybe sweeney sees something that i'm not seeing um i think you need somebody with a little bit more offensive power on there uh i don't know if he's a shoot first guy i don't know what do you know about brett ritchie not much to be honest i believe he played for the philadelphia flyers forgive me if i'm wrong i currently see him wearing a dallas stars jersey but i think ritchie could be a value another good asset to the team um it's very interesting that they signed this player for the team um Tall guy, uh, he definitely is big. Um, he could definitely be physically uh, physically good for the team. There's a lot of players on the team that don't really hit. They just mostly focus on their um, their playmaking skills, like Pasternak. He is physical, same as DeBrusque, but Richie is definitely one of the, he's the guy who looks mainly physical play. Okay. And he could be a, definitely a good playmaker if he improves on it. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking up a uh, a quote from Sweeney right now after he signed him, and it was Sweeney says he could help with puck possession. He has some net front, uh, and he's able to recover pres- uh, pucks in front of the net. Obviously, he's a big body and he can shoot the puck. So I, I guess he's a shooter. Maybe he just has been snake bitten throughout his career and hasn't really just been able to get it going. And hopefully, signing here and working with David Krejci and Jake DeBrusque, that could be a really good line. I, I do like the size up there. He needs it, but is he is he going to be able to skate with DeBrusque enough to keep Krejci moving forward? Do you get? Do you understand yeah, that? I always I feel about Krejci's line is if he doesn't have that second wheel, it's like you, when your wagon wheel fell off when you were going down the hill, and all of a sudden, you know, you're just dragging paint, scraping yeah. paint. <laughs> I think, in my mind, I think Heinen, should play with Krejci and DeBrusque because I think they are a good playmaking line. Richie should be on the third line with, I believe it's Cool. Well, actually, no, I think the second line is Coleman, DeBrusque, and Krejci, I believe. Coleman, DeBrusque. Yeah, that was during the Coleman, preseason. They're, they're putting Coleman. It looks like they're putting Coleman on that line, absolutely. Yeah, and Richie will be on the third. Um, you know, you can't switch DeBrusque over to the, to the right, though, and Heinen does better on the left as well. They're both left wingers. You know, so that's I think that's why that experiment didn't work. Where yes, Danton Heinen can absolutely fill in a game or two over there. It's just it wasn't working for them. I, I didn't yeah. see it. Then that's probably why Heinen couldn't stick around on the first line either. They need a right wing, and he's more naturally a left winger. Yeah, so, definitely. Let's see. So who's up next? We got Carlo and McAvoy, yeah. the two defensemen that got recently got signed to the Bruins. Absolutely, that's probably freshest in everyone's mind. Um, yeah, yeah, I think the yeah. signing's big for the the defense for Bruins. Yeah, Shari's the amazing defenseman, and now we got this new generation of Bruins mm-hmm. defensemen coming in with McAvoy, 
Krug and Carlo. And they're all learning to be professionals for some pretty good guys like Chara and Bergeron. Um, yeah. And even Krejci has been a, a professional when he's been here. Yeah. Um, you know, Charlie McAvoy, three years, 4.9 million average. He played 54 games last year, seven goals, 28 points, was a plus 14. And in the playoffs was two goals for eight points. And he was a plus four, but also he led the team with 24 and a half minutes on the ice. Charlie McAvoy is your defense captain of the future. Absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And yeah. this contract is great. It's a more of a bridge deal. We have control of him after. Um, so we can you get him in some even bigger money, which the back end of that contract that last year where the, the um, cap hit is actually like $7 million, mm-hmm. that's his starting point for his next contract. And I think that's a nice lead into it. Give us a couple yeah. more years. We'll get you just under $5 million. Then, boom, we'll hit you good. And I, uh, it's good to see these guys doing this. Um, he is explosive. He's got a. Not only is he good defensively, he's pretty darn good offensively. So. Yeah, and he works very well with Zidane Chara, the captain, for someone who's a grizzled veteran now these days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That- yeah. McAvoy and Chara, they got good chemistry. And if McAvoy keeps that up with another defense, defense in the future, like Krug. That could be very good for the Bruins defense. Um, be, do you really? I I see McAvoy and Krug as more of a, a power play um, defensive pair than I do as a regular defensive pair because you know Krug being a little bit more offensive, which you saw in the playoffs last year. Krug absolutely has a good defensive upside. Yeah, and uh, he plays good as an offenseman too. Yeah. So, yeah. Bruins. Uh, Bruins. Uh, the Bruins power play is amazing. So. I, I could see um, more of a, a McAvoy-Carlo um, pairing. I could see more of a McAvoy-Miller pairing if he sticks mm-hmm. around. Uh, even a Moore pairing, although I, I was never in love with the Moore signing. I did see some good things for him last year. Um, so, uh, But McAvoy, yeah. The funny thing about McAvoy is he... There's a tweet of him from when he was like 12 years old saying the Bruins suck, and now here he is. He's going to be a mainstay for us. Oh, so he was 12 years old. And he was <laughs> just a kid. So oh yeah, just rash as ever. <laughs> um, so I mean, what else? What else do you think about the McAvoy signing? Anything? Uh, I think pretty... it was really important for the Bruins to sign somebody like him. Same with Brennan Carlo, who's also a really valuable asset to the defenseman. Yeah, that's a, that's another bridge contract. You got two years, two point eight five million as the average. He's played seventy two games each of the last two years. Oh, actually, his rookie year he played eighty two games. So he he's unfortunately only been getting injured right as playoffs start. So it was nice to see him hit the playoffs last year, his third year in the league, and it would have been his third playoff series. Yeah, totally. But he uh, unfortunately kept getting hurt. Last year he was second on the team when ice time. 255, uh, had 22 points. Oh, no, I'm sorry, excuse me. He was fourth on the team with ice time, and he was second on the team with the plus-minus of 22, plus 22, and he had 10 points with two goals. So, um, yeah, his his production has dropped a little bit. Uh, his sophomore year was even worse than this past year as far as production, but he, he shows little flashes, and you like to see him get those shots from the point. Uh, he's got yeah. a he's got a good shot, and if it 
doesn't go in for him, sometimes it just kind of bounces around for someone else to get. <laughs> yeah, true. So, so I actually want to talk about David Backus mm-hmm. and his future in the Bruins. All right. So like right it. now, as you all know, he's currently a backup for the Bruins. He yeah. is. He's. We currently have Kuhlman. We got guys like Kuhlman and Richie, who recently signed with the Bruins. And we also got guys like Nordstrom playing for the Bruins. And now David Backus, he's one of the – He's one of the guys that are currently having a healthy backup. And for a guy who's been a captain for six years for the St. Louis Blues, it's pretty surprising to me. But like I said, we got guys like Bergeron. Yeah, Ber- Bergeron. Bergeron, Krejci. Bergeron, yeah. Krejci. Yeah, unfortunately, this this signing just hasn't worked out for Don Sweeney. Um, David Backus came to Boston from St. Louis, having, as you mentioned, haven't been the captain for six years. And uh, unfortunately, he's just not as quick as he used to be. He's 35 years old. He's going to turn 36 throughout, throughout the course of this season. Um, but he does bring a tremendous amount of experience and leadership to the locker room. And I think that's, unfortunately, that's what you're paying for, and people don't see that. They want to see the on-ice production um, when he, obviously, playing against St. Louis, I'm sure that hurt him. Losing the cup to his former team, he leaves and then they yeah, win the that, cup. That must and, have really hurt him, you know. But I mean, you can't blame the guy for taking a four million dollar salary, you know, with a signing bonus of another two million. His, you know, cap hit a six million aside. You know, you saw this coming. Um, you, you thought he was going to fit in a little bit better on that first or second line. You, he should have been able we thought he was going to be able to play the right wing next to Krejci and it just didn't work out and unfortunately now you have a 13th forward getting paid six million dollars watching probably going to be watching three out of four games um, unless somebody gets hurt but I will say something about this I watched the Philly preseason game with Backus and we can get into this more later Backus was all over the ice and deserved to be a top three star in that game um he was, he ended up getting rewarded with a goal. He was physical. He looked a little bit faster. I don't know if Philly's just slower this year. Who knows? Maybe he figured something out and has able, been able to stretch it out a la Tom Brady style and gain an extra half a second per yard. <laughs> yeah, hopefully Backus gets a lot better during this game. Um, you're definitely right. He is one of the top three stars. The top stars definitely in the Bruins. Yeah. And I think can- they should definitely be using him unless he has a injury that needs to be that's like serious. Yeah. And he has understandably needs to be a backup. Yeah, absolutely. He he is a, a a true professional and he has always shown that. Um last year he was bounced down to a fourth liner. You know, it looks like going into this year he's gonna be your extra uh your extra winger. So um Yeah, by the way, know. he's also one of the more physical players on the team. Oh, he definitely ab- does not hesitate to hit. Absolutely. He's not afraid to take a hit. And you saw that in the playoffs last year. After coming in, after sitting out to start the playoffs, those first two games he played in that uh was that Toronto series, he came out guns a blazing, you know? Yeah, even after a really really bad injury you yeah. got he always bounces back. But I think the more that uh, energy he brings, the more he gets tired out. So maybe that's the reason why he's currently being a backup. And I think he understands that he wants to get better. He's got to go with something he doesn't want to do, be a backup for the Bruins. Yep. I mean, I, no, I don't think anybody wants to ride the pine, but if uh, you got to pay somebody $6 million a year to ride the pine, I think we're going to be okay. Um, yeah. You know, and things happen. It's a long season. It's 82 games. 
now they're up to 24 in the playoffs like last year. Who knows? It's over 100 games of possible hockey to play this year. There's plenty of ice time. You know, maybe he earns some extra ice time in practice and gets an extra game or two that we're not going to be seeing at this point. Maybe, you know, somebody gets hurt, knock on wood, that it's not too much on injuries this year. But we have good depth, and we we saw that in the preseason. Uh, you know? Yeah, definitely. If we want to get into some preseason stuff, uh, let's, uh, let's bounce over to that. Uh, just a couple quick notes. You know, Bruins did sign a few farm players this year. Nothing crazy. A couple added contracts. Uh, we did sign Ryan Fitzgerald to a two-way contract. Uh, Max Legacy, I believe is how you pronounce it, to a one-year two-way contract. Goaltender, uh, it's not bad to have a little extra goaltending depth. Um, but the one more signing I absolutely wanted to talk about was Par Lindholm. Two years, 850000 average. Last year, 65 games split between Winnipeg and Toronto. He's six feet, 185, uh, 183 pounds. Played, played four years in one of the best leagues in Sweden. Um, I, I was watching him the other night in that same game against Philly, and I thought he had showed a good pep in his step. He was all over. He was involved in a lot of plays. You heard his name almost as much as you heard Bacchus. Um, so I don't know if you were able to see anything on him, but he is a natural center, but yeah. centerman, but he's comfortable at the wing, according to Don Sweeney. Can kill some penalties and good yeah, with faceoffs. He's so. good for penalty kill. Yeah. I mean, right. Power play's fine enough. Yeah. Might the penalty um, kill up there, too. Was he a left-handed shot or a right-handed shot? I forget. Lindholm. Where is he? Did he not make the team? Did, oh, they, yeah. did they kick him off? No, he's a lefty. So, yeah, so he's a left-handed centerman, which is something you needed in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he, totally. um yeah, he just – it wasn't something that you had. You had certain situations where you needed that left-handed centerman out there and you just didn't have him. So that's another thing that killed us in the cup final is yeah, – Penalties. Not even Bergeron was winning um, face-offs. And if yeah, you, penalties, if you, face-offs. Yeah, if you can't, if you can't win a penalty uh, face-off to start the penalty kill or even to start the power play, you're making your night that much harder. So Yeah. I think Bergeron definitely needs to work on his penalty kills. Yeah, I, to say he probably has to be honest. You know, to say Bergeron needs to work on anything is borderline blasphemy, if you ask me. But I get it. You know, he Man. they oh, they call perfect. him out ever since Babcock a couple years ago in the first round of the playoffs started complaining about Bergeron. He has had a harder time, and I don't even think he was doing anything to cheat. I think he was just doing what he had been taught, and the rules have changed. And he's one of the better sentiment. He he works at it. He'll come off the ice. Or a couple of years ago, I heard a story about how he comes off the ice and checks his face-off stats. You know, yeah, he wants to know where he's at. He wants to improve. So, I mean, again, yeah. huge professional. I mean, no matter right how, how much you play, for like a decade. He's played with the Bruins for so long now. He still wants to improve. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not going to be perfect for 20 years. All right. On to the preseason. Preseason, the Bruins, they uh, – Went 4-0-2, lost to two overtime games. Not bad. Um, they looked pretty good. They looked They looked as though they had a little chip on their shoulder. They want to make something up from uh, the end of the season last year. Obviously, it ended bad. Uh, a lot of them have commented as far as it won't. They don't know if they will ever get over it. Uh, what are you looking for, for, for? What did you see in the preseason this year that you want to talk about? Well, I didn't see much of the preseason, to be honest. I mostly I went to the Bruins game for the Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. But when I realized they, they were taking on their B team, like, 
They yeah. didn't have Kane, Toes, or Sad Sad over there. Brendan T- Sad. Taze. Jonathan Taze. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> T- not Toes. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taze. Uh, um, they're all they were all in Germany. Germany. Um, yeah, they're doing the Bruins the, the international series. Yeah. What's the name of that series they're doing right now? I'm sorry. Forgive my ignorance on it. Um, I'll let you know in a second. Yeah, so the Bruins, they killed Blackhawks 8-2. to two. Um, They paid really good. Two hat-tricks from DeBrusque and Pasternak. That's always nice. Get them, yeah. get them going before the season starts. Give them a little extra confidence. Not that I think those guys need confidence, but it's good, to, it's good for them to have because DeBrusque started slow last year. Yeah. And uh, took off that second half of the year. So yeah, I think DeBrusque really did need, really did improve on his game from this game in the hole for the Blackhawks. It'll help improve him in the future. And I think he'll have a good season. Yeah, when he goes into the regular season, I think he'll be pretty damn good. Yeah, I think um, that stick to the face really affected DeBrusque last year in the playoffs. I think that uh, put a fire in him, motivated him to get better. Yeah, but I don't think he was ever quite right after that. And I think at the end of the year, he was quoted as saying, so I think he was playing with a little hesitation. He may have still had a little bit a little bit of a concussion. I don't know. Um, you know, I think he said something about feeling like he was playing in a fog. To me, that, that says concussion, and those things are dangerous. I've I had one, not that I was ever a professional hockey player, but... I, I had one diagnosed. Who knows how many I had? I used to play football, you know. So yeah, concussions, they're serious. Yeah. Even if you think you can play, you can't play with a concussion. Right, but it sounds like it was something that he did. So yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? He's got to be more careful about it. And there were also there's also Carson Kuhlman who had a pretty good game against the Blackhawks. He uh, got another goal, his yeah. first from the preseason. Yeah. Oh yeah, he looked pretty good. Yeah, I think Kuhlman will definitely be. One of the forwards that I think the NHL teams have to watch out for. It's someone that not really a lot of people are paying attention to. Bruce Cassidy, I think, has coached him very well. I think he'll be very good on with the second line with Krejci and DeBrusque. And I think that's I think that's somebody I think NHL um, teams need to watch out for. I think he's definitely going to be a valuable asset to the team. I think he'll do a lot for the Bruins as a whole. And I don't think a lot of people really see that. I think Coleman's one of the most underrated players on the Bruins. The most underrated player on the Bruins at this point. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Carlson Coleman, I did see a lot from him. He's 5'8", 185. Uh, played 11 games last year. Five points, three goals. 12 minutes on ice. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, he definitely showed us he's got a little bit of speed and he can he can play up there. It's just can he be consistent, I think, is the only the yeah. only issue. I, mean, I think he can't be consistent. I think Bruce Cassidy really is sees something in this kid, and I think Carson Coleman will definitely do something very good for this team. And who knows? He yeah. could be everybody could be looking at him now as a star. Yeah. Kind of like how Jalen Brown was like from the, from the Boston Celtics. Everybody said they need to watch out for this kid during the 2018-2019 season. And now I think the same thing will happen with Coleman. I think he's following a similar path to Jalen Brown. Okay. I, I like it. I like it. I like your enthusiasm. I like your uh, optimism. Um, <laughs> I love the NBA, so. Uh, something else I did see in that game I watched again. I only watched the one preseason game and just kind of was watching box scores other than that. But uh, Trent Frederick, he looked pretty good, I thought, um, playing uh, the other night in Philly. 
Uh, he seems to be a pretty decent-sized body at 6'2", 203 pounds. Let's see how he goes. He was, what, our number 29 overall, one of our first-round draft picks in 2016. So let's see if that starts to pay off three years later. I mean, he yeah. finished, finished up college. Did he play in Providence last year, I believe? I believe he did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's played 15 games in the NHL, and he's a minus four, so... Time um, to turn that around. He's got to yeah, play, totally. <laughs> play a little more than nine and a half <laughs> minutes as well. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to see that. He's got a, He's a guy who is, um, absolutely looks up to David Backus. Um, he grew up in St. Louis, loved David Backus growing up. Yeah, so he gets to play with him. You know, they played their first game together last uh, last year at one point, and it was kind of a little media thing about it where they took they showed the picture of him meeting David Backus when he was younger. And then the, the same kind of picture with them together. So, I mean, that was kind of cool. It's always nice to meet your idols. Uh, but it's yeah, time but it's time to play some well, hockey. So let's yeah. see what you can do, kid. When you're on the ice, it's business. And you got to play serious. can't be thinking about the other people you look up to. got to focus on the game. That's all. Absolutely. Let's see. Uh, defense. You know who I'd like to see a little bit more of out of the defense is um, – Oh, goodness. Zorbel. Zorbel yeah. seemed to play pretty well this year uh, in the preseason. Was that who I was thinking of? Yeah, first round overall. First round draft pick, too. Yeah, I mean, that 2015 draft people still get on Sweeney for, but uh, I, other than Jake DeBrusque, I believe that's where we got Carlo. Yeah, we got Carlo in the second round there. Um, yeah. And he's been really good. Trent Frederick, Jake DeBrusque, those were all 20. 15 draft picks. Um, oh, sorry, Frederick was 2016. I apologize for that. Uh, Cameron Hughes, I don't even know. I don't remember hearing him too much in the preseason. Sixth round, so, so of course. Yeah. <laughs> Zora was a first-round pick. If you're going to be a first-round pick, you have to be. You have to get. You have to prove yeah, to I mean, everybody on your team, have to prove to the coaches and all the managers, such as Sweeney and Bruce Cassidy, that you belong on the team. Yeah, Zorro, I, I have not even heard. I never even heard about his name until now, to be honest. Oh, the other the other defenseman I want to see a little more out of this year is Lausanne. Uh, he was another guy who was out out there this preseason. I saw his name out there a little bit, um, but he's another one who I believe he was that same um, that same draft. Wasn't he this the? Let's see if DeBrusque was fifteen. Wasn't he sixteen or fourteen or something I like so, that? Yes. So, um, yeah. I mean, let's see. Let's see a little bit more from you guys. Uh, you guys want to make the team? We'd like to. Th- we'd like to see you. <laughs> True. <laughs> Where are we yeah, heading you're next? Be, you're gonna be making yourself look bad like that. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be a first round overall and you're not even playing with the team at the moment. I mean, Zoro's not the only one. But there's just only there's a lot of other players. Yeah, like, I, there's definitely other players that flame out, and um, he he's not the only one who flames out and uh, you know you don't even know if he's a flame out at this point but you know it's really hard to for some people to move on uh from certain things that we i mean we've all heard the tuka talk throughout the years so yeah. um which we can get into that if you like uh, i am a tuka fan i think he plays really well but yeah, i'm a big time tuka fan i think he's he's been saving the team i think he saved the bruins from Getting into game, and he got him into game seven. To be honest, 
Oh yeah, because the Bruins did not play well during the did not play well at all during the finals. I think Rest was the only one during the game three who actually came to play during the against the Blues. Yeah, it's game two. Bruins were playing very well, and then all of a sudden they just went downhill. Yeah, absolutely. Because the Blues they came to play and they wanted that cup. Rats was the only one who truly wanted that cup on the Bruins team, and he uh, he gave the Bruins a pretty um, pretty close game during that during thir- during the game three. All right, so Luzon was the 52nd overall pick in 2015, so I knew he was from that draft. Um, so what's that? That's probably that's second round. No, pretty fine. I mean, Heinen was also second round too. Car- Carlo was second round. Um, yeah. So. I'd like to see some more out of these younger kids. Uh, you know, I don't like it when people just jump all over uh, guys because they make mistakes. Um, you know, like Sweeney. I mean, general manager of the year last year, and what did he really do? Yeah, he traded for Coyle, and he traded for Johansson. He kept his team from being too hard up against the cap to, to compete. He basically left the team together, and he just swapped out back backup goaltenders and – Fourth liners, other than yeah. that, and that one, him GM of the year, and I thought he deserved it. I, you know, he put together a good team. Everybody I've talked to in the past has always been like, "Oh, what about them Bruins? What are they doing?" Well, why don't you actually pay attention to them instead of just listening to the media who doesn't yeah, who just wants the to can get be the drama? At some point. From somebody who, from who, who lives in the generation of having the internet as a valuable source sometimes they don't really they don't really speak the truth yeah you didn't grow up with microfiche like i did huh <laughs> nope <laughs> i grew up with uh microsoft technology there you go microsoft technology is good technology right yeah. we're not we're not sponsored by them but you know microsoft if you're looking for something let us know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i want to talk about the regular season and the current yeah. how they're gonna do yeah absolutely me so regular season what are your expectations for them this season? Last year, 107 points. I believe the year before it was 108 points. I think they'll be fairly decent. I think they can make the playoffs. The first thing's going to be against the Stars. Tyler Sanguin. Sagan. Sagan. I almost said Sagwin. Sagan. <laughs> Tyler Segway. Stewie, Stewie Stagui style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited. I can't wait for the season to start. Um, I've... I'm set up to do my fantasy hockey league. Yeah, we got two got days a, until got an auto draft. Yes, I'm an auto drafter. I don't care. I do not have three hours for you to wait on you people. <laughs> so I do it overnight. I wake up in the morning and then I play GM of the year the rest of the season. The Bruins first four games they'll be going away. First game will be Dallas, then Coyotes, then Las Vegas, then Colorado. So we're uh, Colorado. They'll be meeting Kadri. Three out so, of your first four games are against playoff teams last year. Dallas made it, Colorado made it, and Vegas made it, right? Yeah. Uh, the only team that didn't was Arizona, it. who has been kind of the whipping boy of the league for a little yeah. while. You know, if you can come home two and two out of that, that's great. I think you can absolutely should absolutely be able to go three and one or two one and one. Um, I think if you come home with Less than five points, I'd I, I feel a little down uh, on that. I think you can absolutely beat Dallas. Uh, I think you should absolutely beat Arizona and Vegas. 
Vegas will be a challenge. That's that and Colorado. Colorado is a good up and coming young team. I like Colorado. Yeah. They have a lot of young talent on there. Um, yeah, that that first line for them, they're really good. Especially the cap, the current when one of the star people. I forget his name, but I believe it's who the captain. Well, it's not Barry. It's the no. Other... It, um... I forget his name. I mean, they got some good players on there. Yeah, but Can I know one of them is like really good. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm spacing on his name right now. I mean, we'll brush up more on our NHL. But then, yes, yeah. they have Nazem Kadri. Bye bye, Nathan yeah, McKinnon. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon. That's who I. That's Ga- Gabriel Lagansog. 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 Yeah, I'm terrible with names. Also, Macaratton and also a really good player. I think Colorado will be definitely going to be a challenge for the Bruins. Oh yeah, and McKinnon and Brandon Lyons going to be a challenge. They're a good team. Uh, I don't recognize too many names on their defense. Um, they are all much younger than me. Oh wait, everybody's much younger than you, Dave. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you got old friend Nazem Kadri over there, so at least you know they'll be playing one player down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll, that'll spark a fire in the Bruins when they see Kadri. Um, I'm not going to forget about that hit. But I, I think the Bruins have a good shot at coming out of the East again. Um, yeah. I, I think we talked about this off air uh, on the way in today. We talked about the top, your top four in the league. Uh, I uh, not the league in the East. I'm gonna have to say the top four in the East would, for me, would be in no particular order: Tampa Bay, Boston, um, Washington, and Toronto. Um, yeah. You know, they were basically your top four last year, and it, it's kind of hard to uh, not see it again this year. I didn't see any major changes. I mean, I guess the Islanders came out of nowhere last year, but didn't they break up their goaltending tandem? That was the best in the league last year. Yeah, the Islanders did lose their best teammate, John Tavares, on the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's now playing with Austin Matthews. Matthews. Yeah, I mean, that didn't really – I mean, that, that was a good – that was a good team last year, but their defense was softer than they would have liked, I'm sure. Um, as a Bruins fan, nothing is better than watching 50,000 Toronto fans freezing their butts off to watch the <laughs> Maple Leafs lose to the Bruins. But yeah. that's just me. I'm, that's a sp- they reserve a special seat in hell for guys like me. Yeah, I think you're definitely right about um, Toronto, Washington, Pittsburgh, and Boston being the top teams in the NHL. Probably the best one might have to be – Toronto, to be honest, they have the best players in the team currently. Yeah, I mean, Columbus, they were too. a good team last year. Oh, yeah, Columbus, they did really well in the playoffs. Um, I'll be honest. they I believe they beat the, the Penguins or the Capitals. Who was it? Um, Capitals. Washington. Yeah, fin- Capitals. They finally beat Washington, just like the yeah. year before Washington finally beat Pittsburgh. So, yeah, you know, looking, looking at the uh, conferences right now, Buffalo, I mean, as a hockey fan, I'd like to see Buffalo get at least another 10 points this year. Um, Florida was an up-and-coming team. They made a few moves this offseason. I'd like to see Tim Bay get a cup. That'd be interesting to me, to be honest. See Vegas? Oh, my goodness. Oh, Vegas, yeah. They were almost the first team ever to actually win a cup on their first year ever. That That's yeah. just crazy. That, yeah, that's pretty nuts. Um, yeah. Then they, they just got taken down by a Fired up Ovechkin, who really won his first cup ever. Hey, he got that, it. That was that was a historical run that they had there that year. Um, Definitely. And you know that kind of. I've heard people joke about this, and I kind of agree. That kind of sets up the uh, GM for Seattle to really have to 
pull off some moves. Yeah, he's got totally. some competition, and that's fresh in people's minds. So. Oh yeah, totally. I'm not saying that you know a, I can't, a Stanley I mean, Cup final run is in his future, but yeah. they're gonna want to see him at least compete for the playoffs that first year. Yeah. Personally, I can't wait to, to see that Seattle team. That's gonna be very good. Did they name that yet? I don't believe so yet, but I'm still psyched to see it. Yeah. But we're going to talk about the Bruins, right? Not the hey, we can. I'm a, I'm an all hockey guy. I, I'm a Bruins fan at heart, but you know, you know me, my man. <laughs> I, I'm ready to. Yeah. I'm ready to talk all Bruin, all all uh, all the entire league. So. Yeah, but I think um, with Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchand, I think they'll be a very good line. Yeah, and Bergeron. We talked about Bergeron and Marchand being a line together. They should definitely keep them together. But Pasternak could be good with other players such as DeBrusque. Yep, I'd, I'd like to see if offense stalls a little bit. I'd like to see them break up that line, put a a different right winger up with Bergeron and Marshawn. Maybe you have to move Richie up there. Maybe that gets him going. Maybe yeah, totally. Richie isn't as uh, responsible defensively to start the year. That's a good spot to put him because you have two guys who have, you know, game seven aside, Marshawn, uh, are usually really good defensively, so yeah. at, at least are responsible, so. Yeah, that'd be a good defensive pair with Marshan and Richie. Probably a bit too physical and not much playmaking, but it could help him out with defensive play. Yeah. And it could help the, the other the, the, the um other line with who is mostly focused on offense to focus more on the offense and get a goal. Yeah, I mean, you can even throw Coleman up there uh, to that first line. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, throw Coleman up there too if you want to. Throw Coleman up there if you had to. Um, Nordstrom's hurt right now. Chris Wagner, you know, that fourth line is going to just bring you some energy. Yeah, totally. Sean Corrali. Corrali. To, too, Corrali, yeah. Wagner, and who's going to be the fourth guy on there? Uh, who do they have working up there right now? You'll please forgive me on this one. But, yeah, I mean, our fourth line for the last, I don't know, eight, nine years has always been a top physical fourth line. Yeah, they're um, pretty good. And last year to the point where you had to call them like a 3A, 3B line, you know? Yeah. Uh, they really, Don Sweeney and even Shirelli before him really put an emphasis on having those guys with some energy to really keep you going throughout the game. It's, it's yeah. good to be able to have them play. They played, last year that fourth line played up against first lines in the playoffs even. So I think you're you're ready to see... Some pretty good things right there. All right. Absolutely. Forgive Second me. line, we got the Brusque, Krejci, and Coleman. That'll be a good line. Yep. Third uh, line will be Richie. Third line with Bjork. I'd like to see Bjork have a better year this year. Yeah. Not, I know he's been injured a few times, but him playing on the left with Heinen and Coyle, that could be a really good line. Totally. Um, and we also have. Oh, and they, they have Bacchus here in the fourth line, but I'm not so sure that's going to be. I think it's going to be more. I think that's where Richie will be is the third or fourth line. Totally. I think uh, Bacchus and Richie would be a good line together, to be honest. With yeah, you. that that would be pretty good. That's going to be more of a shutdown thing, you know. Yeah. Than again, again defensive. Although if if Bacchus can continue what I saw the other night from him in Philadelphia, that could be that could be something good. You know, again, uh, Bacchus is one of the more <clears throat> leadership-type guys. And with him and Richie – who will play? Who can play very good defensively? I think that'll be a pretty good pair to put them with. All right, Tyler. Thank you. Some very good points. That's all the time we have for today at the Boston Bee Party. NHL season kicks off Wednesday night, 7 p.m. in Toronto. 
versus Ottawa. Big game will be on NBCSN. The Blues, boo, raise their banner. Now, congratulations, good to them, against the Washington Capitals. This has been the Boston Bee Party. For Tyler Scales, I'm David Rodriguez, and don't forget, always put your best six on ice. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting!